This podcast is supported by Starglow Media's Mysteries About True Histories. From the creators of the hit top-ranking kids educational podcast in the world, Who Smarted, the Emmy-nominated Nat Geo Disney Plus's Brain Games and Netflix's Brainchild, comes Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, or math, in which kids ages six and up can hear humorous and educational stories that follow two best friends, Max and Molly, while they go on adventures through time, solving puzzles, hidden equations, talking about history, and making learning cool. Episodes transport listeners to moments in history like Pythagoras's ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. When I drive my son to school in the morning, we listen to these episodes that fit perfectly in our commute, with the episodes being about 15 minutes long. And this podcast is right up my son's alley because he loves to solve problems and happens to love math and the types of punny jokes that Max likes to tell. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Mom and Mind, a podcast about maternal mental health from conception, pregnancy, to birth and postpartum. Real stories from moms and family members who've made it from struggling to wellness and interviews with experts and advocates who work for moms and families to get the help they need. We discuss very real struggles that can sometimes be hard to hear, but these are stories that need to be told so that moms and families can know that healing is possible. This podcast is meant to offer information and awareness and is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. In today's episode, we are talking with Tanya Newbold. She produced When the Bow Breaks, Point of View Pictures feature-length documentary about postpartum depression and perinatal mood disorders. The film, directed and produced by Jamie Lynn Lippman, features personal stories of postpartum depression from producers Lindsay Gerst, as well as Mrs. Newbold, and a lot of other stories as well. Tanya and Lindsay were able to connect from the common bond of suffering from the same symptoms, but finding little to no information on the subject, despite it impacting one in five new mothers after childbirth. Tanya has been an actress for over 20 years, and she's done over 20 films. And she's going to tell us a little bit of the story about how this film came together, as well as her personal experience going through antenatal depression and postpartum depression and anxiety. I was able to see this documentary when it screened in Los Angeles, and it is a very powerful film. And I'm hopeful that you guys, either if you haven't checked it out yet, you can go check it out. And I'll have all the show notes and links up for you guys to be able to access this. And what I love about what they've done is that the film is absolutely accessible and you can go and watch it today. I'll give you all of that information when we wrap up this episode. So let's meet Tanya. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you on. I was able to see that when the Bow Breaks documentary, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later on, but I know you had a really difficult experience during pregnancy and postpartum. So I'd love to start with that and for us to get to know a little bit about your story. Uh, well, thank you so much. I was very, very excited to be pregnant. We had tried for two years and by the grace of God, I got pregnant naturally, very healthy pregnancy. And I'm 
for the most part, a very healthy person. So I was very happy about all of this. But about four and a half months into my pregnancy, I will never forget being on the kitchen floor on my hands and knees, crying so hard. I had snot coming out of my nose and I'm going, what is wrong with me? It just seemed like it came out of nowhere. So at that time, I'm a big advocate of if something's wrong, you get help. So I put myself in therapy and went through therapy. And so when you have depression, when you're pregnant, it's called antenatal depression. And I did have that. Now, for me, interestingly enough, I'm adopted. And I will never forget the therapist said, I suspect that when your mother was four and a half months pregnant with you is when she knew she had to give you up. And that hit me like a ton of bricks for mm -hmm. some reason. So I don't know if we mm -hmm. kind of re-experience past traumas or we revisit them going through this. But the rest of my pregnancy went very well, and I had no issues, loved being pregnant. I scheduled a C-section because I was over 40, and I was just told that the uterine walls aren't as strong. It's a big struggle. I didn't want to go through that. So everything went as planned. It was beautiful. Had the baby. I have a horrific issue with anesthesia, and I didn't realize an epidural oh. is that. So my recovery... Oh. was brutal. I was in the recovery room for six mm. hours, shaking violently, throwing up. New moms were coming mm. in, going out, coming in, going out, going up to their room. Mm -hmm. In the middle of it mm. all, they bring my daughter into the and They're like, here, try breastfeeding her. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm trying to do it oh and my. try not to throw up on her. So that was pretty traumatic. Oh. And Finally got moved up to my room. I had her at mm -hmm. 8, and at 2.30, I got put in a room. I was white as a ghost, and they placed her on me, and that was like mm -hmm. a moment of joy. And then the next couple days went by, kind of uneventfully. I was in the hospital recovering, and then I went home. So now I'm home, and, you know, this is supposed to be this joyous, wonderful thing, and I'm immediately hit with, oh, my God, mm -hmm. my life has just completely changed, and I don't know what to do. This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert Uliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. 
but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. And it became so overwhelming for me. First of all, I have no family around. My mother-in-law came, but she left day three of after having her. And my husband has to work. He is the main breadwinner. He has a full-time job. So it then turned into Mm. me caring for her day and night. And while she was sleeping during the day, and people always say, when your baby sleeps, you sleep. I could not do it. I'm cleaning, I'm arranging, I'm making sure Mm. she's breathing. And you know, those types of things immediately started to kick in. Mm -hmm. And then by week three, we discovered she had colic. So now I'm not sleeping and my baby Mm -hmm. has colic and this went on and on and on. And by week six, I became completely disconnected. I couldn't figure out why anyone would want to do this to themselves, why anyone would have a baby. And I loved her, but I didn't feel that maternal bond. I wasn't in love with having a baby. I wanted my old life back. And then that's a horrifying thought because you're like, what is wrong with me? Because everyone's like, oh, it's so wonderful and magical. And I will never forget, and it's in the documentary, Mm -hmm. I ran off to the mall because I just wanted to be by myself. I had someone come watch Ava, and there's all these moms with their babies, feeding them, holding them, and I'm bawling. Because why don't I want to do that? What's wrong with me? So then I'm feeling like this horrific mom. And every time night came, I would go into complete anxiety. Oh, my God, it's getting dark. I'm going to be up all night again. She's going to wake up. And Mm -hmm. every time she woke up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. for a feeding, which is a natural process, my heart pounded like we just had a 7.0 earthquake. So I was not set up for success Mm -hmm. on this. And then I started to have vision of taking my baby and throwing her off the balcony. Mm -hmm. Just one hit, it would be done. I could sleep, never touched her, never Mm -hmm. hurt her. And now I'm horrified that I'm having these visions. The only positive is I was in therapy during Mm -hmm. this time. So from there, everyone wants- very intense. So at that point, how far postpartum were you? At that point, she was eight weeks. So about two months into it, and I'm not doing well at all. I'm now disconnecting from everyone. I'm mortified by the way I'm feeling. I'm so embarrassed and filled with shame. How could anyone feel this way? My husband and I are now struggling in our relationship. I was in therapy, so that was very positive. And my husband came to therapy with me, which was also very positive. So that was very helpful. And then everyone wanted to put me on antidepressants, Mm -hmm. which I have no judgment on whatsoever. But for me personally, it was not the path I wanted to go down. So what did you do? Well, at that point, I then went to a naturopath who, his name is Dr. Patrick Butcher. He's amazing. And I told him, I said, something's really wrong with me. I don't know what to do. A good friend of mine, Danielle Harris, sat me down and she's like, something's wrong with you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm tired. I had a baby. She's like, no. And she's bawling. She's like, something's wrong. And that's when I went, oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Like, okay. Other people are seeing this other than me feeling it. 
And so Dr. Mm -hmm. Butcher put Mm -hmm. me on 5-HTP and Meta-EPO, which is rosehip oil. He said, no, this is like a natural Prozac. It's going to take about two weeks to kick in. So I started taking it. The next two weeks went by and son of a gun, two weeks, I want to say almost to the day. I will never forget standing in my kitchen, looking out the window. And all of a sudden I went, oh, wow, I think I'm going to be okay. And that was at five and a half months. Mm -hmm. So you'd been suffering for quite some time. Quite some time. I mean, I even took a little break, went to Colorado, went on holiday. And unfortunately, Ava started to get altitude sickness. So we sent her back to LA. We had traveled with the nanny. And that in part too, because I was just struggling. So I'm thinking, okay, the baby's gone. Now you can sleep. Nope, nope, didn't sleep, never slept. Still woke up all night long, still extreme depression. By then I was no longer breastfeeding. None of these things seemed to shift. But then when I did do the 5-HTP and the rosehip oil, for me, thank God, it did shift. Okay, so, I mean, this process had taken quite some time. And during that whole time, it sounds like from what you described that it was very, and people could see what was going on, but in your mind, in your thoughts about yourself, was that something wrong with you or that, what were your thoughts about yourself during that time? I thought I was going crazy. I would call, I was paranoid over every little thing with my baby. It very scary. Like she would get even a slight fever. I was calling the doctor's office in a panic. You know, in my mind, oh my God, what do I do? She's got this. And I'll never forget talking to the nurse. And she would say, go outside, get some fresh air, take your baby for a walk. Well, let me tell you, that was the most horrifying thought in the world to me. And one time I did do it. I put her in the stroller, walked down the hill, and she starts screaming. And I just remember this overwhelming feeling of panic of like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I have to get back to the house. It's safe there. I can't be out here. And another time, a friend of mine, we all had new babies. It was probably Mm. about four months in. They all Mm. went to the mall, which should be no big deal. I could not get out of my house. I never showed up. I couldn't make it. I wanted to. And I just sat on my couch crying. I couldn't do it. It was too much. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I was going through. And I didn't know what was wrong with me. Uh, Like you felt trapped or you felt frozen? Both. Absolutely. And just scared. And to me, it was because I had this baby. You know, if I didn't have this baby, I'd be okay. Which, and then you're horrified that you're thinking that way. What's wrong with me? How can I think this way? And I'll never forget a good friend of mine who saw I was struggling. Her name is Tammy. She recommended Brooke Shields' book, Down Came the Rain. Mm -hmm. And I started reading it and I could not put it down because for the first time I went, oh my gosh, this is what's wrong with me. I have postpartum depression. This is what I'm dealing with. And I had no idea. And then so I started Mm -hmm. Googling it and researching it and looking for answers. Mm -hmm. Well, it was amazing. This is in 2008. I couldn't find information. I really could not find good information on it to help me work my way through this. And so Mm -hmm. that is where the idea for the documentary, When the Bow Breaks, movie about postpartum depression came into being. I was fortunate enough, I'm an actress, to be interviewed by Jamie Lynn Lippman for a documentary she was doing called Die Trying about actors and what they go through. 
the moment I met her, I was like, I love this woman. She's amazing. She is so focused, knows what she wants. And I told her, I said, you know what? I struggle with horrible postpartum depression. <laughs> there needs to be a documentary on this. There isn't anything out there to really educate people. And she had a two-month-old baby at the time. And she was like, well, okay, I don't know. I didn't have this. So I don't know that I would be mm -hmm. the one for it. I said, well, I want you to direct it. She said, let me think about it. She went home. She posted on a mommy website. Right. And within 24 hours, she had 100 responses of women going, I'll tell my story. And she was like, whoa. So from there, she and I began this journey. And we realized one in five or one in seven wow. women is affected by postpartum depression. To me, the fascinating thing, I thought, it's because I'm an older mom. That's why. There is no rhyme or reason. It does not discriminate with age, race financial status. It can affect anyone mm. at any time. So after we had met Lindsay and she was a testimony, as time went by through the process of our film, we realized we needed more help. Jamie Lynn really needed more help. I work full time as well and it was harder for me. So then we invited Lindsay in to work with us and she became our third producer and executive producer. She is absolutely amazing and she's also the through line of our film and i know you've had the pleasure of interviewing her and unfortunately she does still struggle with postpartum depression and is very vocal about that so she was definitely a missing link that we needed mm -hmm. for this process and sure. through this the three of us three moms created this documentary together it's amazing. It's so powerful. Yeah, as you were saying before, and I said before, I was able to sit and watch the screening of this and was just, I knew that it had been in process for quite some time because I remembered like searching around and finding a Facebook page or something. Yes. So I knew that you guys had been working on this forever, uh, quite some time. And I was really excited to, to see it come to fruition. Oh, um, thank you. And just the depth of stories from people that you have in there is amazing and necessary really because there's so many different experiences true so what was it like to you know having had dealt with all of this yourself Lindsay sort of going through what she was going through what was it like to do the documentary and be hearing all these stories and witnessing all of these experiences in many ways it was very healing because it really truly showed myself showed Lindsay that we are not alone it was heartbreaking in the sense of interviewing mm. Naomi Knowles and Haiti Harrison yeah. who Haiti actually was a very good friend of mine we met in acting class many years earlier and I knew her each time she was pregnant mm. and she had two beautiful children and she agreed to be interviewed and her interview to me is very heartbreaking of how she felt and everything she went through. Mm -hmm. And so to have the final outcome of both of these women was beyond devastating to me because it really showed me postpartum yeah. depression, postpartum psychoses, the baby blues. This is real. This is not something like, oh, go for a walk. You'll be fine. Right. Oh, just take some vitamins. You'll be okay. No. This is real. And one of the mistakes that I feel people make, right. I used to do it before I had a baby, and I think people still do, 
oh, you have a new baby. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to let you settle in. Well, for someone who is dealing with postpartum depression, that is the worst thing you can do. You need people saying, oh, guess what? I'm coming over. I'm bringing you food. You're going to go take a shower. You're going to go rest. You want to go for a walk by yourself? I've got your baby. People need community. And that is one of the through lines that we saw throughout all of this is lack of community can very easily, you know, end up being postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Right. So feeling alone, not having help, feeling like you have to do everything on your own, all those kinds of things. Not having enough nutrition. A lack of sleep is huge. I'm someone who needs eight hours a night. So now I'm down to two hours a night. And I do not do well with that. I still don't do well with that. I can handle it, but I don't love it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, so the two women that you're describing took their own life as a result of their postpartum mood changes. Yeah. I mean, that just brings home, like you were saying before, the the gravity of this, that this is a real issue. This is a real illness. This is something real that happens to people, you know, and I even remember before I knew what all of this was, I would hear about these terrible stories in the news and think how could they and really all of the blame goes on to the mom without really thinking in depth about well what would lead to that as opposed to just making it about some like personality characteristic that there's something very deep happening and very distressing happening i agree with you well also too i think vanessa benson who's one of our testimonies to me is fascinating because she didn't have postpartum depression with baby number one, had it with baby number two, didn't have it with baby number three. So that also shows me it's not a guarantee it's going to happen every time. And you could not have it and then have it. So to me, I go, gosh, there's no specific rhyme or reason to this. Right. And I think that's all the more reason that a documentary like yours is important because, I mean, on some level, if nothing else, if people have the information that this is possible, that then they can have the awareness and that they can get help for it or look up symptoms or just, you know, at least kind of be thinking of the possibility that this could happen to them and be able to plan for it. Well, absolutely. And I will tell you, since our documentary has been out, now we're in 70 countries, five languages available both on Netflix and iTunes. Lindsay handles our Facebook page and she's amazing. And we probably get Mm -hmm. 20 to 30 messages a day from women all over the world saying, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Now I know that what I have is real or it happened to me. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Now my husband understands. To me, this is doing exactly what I wanted Mm -hmm. it to do, which is to educate, to let people know, women know, and husbands that they are not alone. This is not a movie just for pregnant women or people postpartum. This movie to me is for everyone because all of us at some point or another will know someone who's having a baby. And to be able to check in and be like, I just checked in with a friend of mine this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Fantastic. Just to check in. 
Right, because all of the assumptions that we make, that people generally make that, oh, that she just had a baby or they just had a baby, they must be so happy, their lives are fulfilled, all of these like very idealistic and magical ways of thinking about motherhood and don't do that checking in. They just will assume that things are fine. Absolutely. So there is a girl that I worked with who was three months postpartum and she called me from a bathroom. She had locked herself in a bathroom and she said she was actually like on the verge of taking her life. And thank God I got that call. She didn't know what was wrong with her. And as we spoke and she said, I know you went through something. And I told her what I went through. And she said, that's what I'm going through. I said, you're not crazy. You have postpartum depression. Here's what I want you to do. Call Postpartum Support Mm -hmm. International. They have a warm line. Go to your doctor. Tell them what's going on. And through this, she worked her way through it. Praise God. And, you know, it's just so amazing, whether you do it holistically, whether you do it through therapy, antidepressants, it doesn't matter, but get help. It's so important. And another thing for every pediatrician out there, when your new mom brings in her baby, and my pediatrician said, this is exactly what she did. How's the baby doing? She goes, I never once looked at you and said, how are you doing? It's very important. Yeah, it is. So in terms of the documentary, When the Bow Breaks, you guys, as you said before, it's on Netflix and iTunes and all over the place, which is amazing. But I know you are also offering screenings. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and what your hopes are for the documentary in general? Absolutely. If you go to our website, whenthebowbreaksfilm.com, you can request a screening. And we've already done quite a few, which is fantastic, period. One of our goals as a team is to have this be a part of every educational platform that we possibly can, whether it be hospitals or universities, community college, high schools. It's very, very important for everyone to know that this happens, it's out there, it's preventative. So we're very excited about these screenings. And what has the feedback from the screenings been so far? And you're getting some information back from people on social media, but in the screenings themselves, what are you seeing? We're getting an incredibly positive response, which is why I believe the word is spreading. That, again, it's educational or it touches on people who have gone through it or know people who have gone through it. And now they're educated on the possibilities of this. And I want to correct myself. I said it's preventative. Postpartum depression is not necessarily preventative. But what I will say, the more of us who know about it, who can be a community with each other, is we might be able to help our friends, our moms, our sisters come out of it sooner or be there for them, keep a close eye on them, and just protect them, love them. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. 
there are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent. And I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first time or second time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Yeah, that is so important for people, really, just in the examples that you've given us today, that having someone to reach out to, how powerful and important that is, having a lifeline, having somebody actually check on you who really cares about how you're really doing is imperative because the nature of postpartum depression and anxiety and other things that can happen in terms of mood changes are by nature so isolating and like you said make you feel crazy and make you doubt yourself and just sort of put you in this hole and it's even with people I've heard even very recently yesterday somebody said I have all my family around me but I still feel so alone and so the more that we can do to be reaching out and letting people know that they're not alone, even if they can't quite connect yet, is so important. And that's part of why this documentary is also so important. Well, thank you for that. And I couldn't agree with you more. Even now, as a mom, my daughter's now eight years old. I go through things that I still will sometimes be like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one going through this. Then I talk to another mom and she goes, oh no, I've gone through that. My kid's done that. And you suddenly go, oh, okay, good. I'm not crazy. My child is just doing age appropriate things. And you need that sense of community somehow, some way. Absolutely. I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story and your passion for this, for helping other moms. All of the work and time and energy that you've put into this documentary, I can't even imagine how much of your life it takes up to make a documentary and then to make sure that people know that it's there and will come and watch it. So the amount of effort and passion that you put into this is duly noted. And I thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And where can people find the documentary? They can find the documentary on iTunes and on Netflix, as well as Amazon Prime. And one other thing I wanted to add is that we were very fortunate to have Brooke Shields narrate it and executive produce it also 
because she also has a passion to help women in this arena. Oh, right. She absolutely does. And you also have some other known people in the documentary. Can you list some of the people that are in there that our listeners might know from TV or from media? Well, we have Carney Wilson, who's a fantastic woman and really has gone to bat for our film. She has done some press and just really been there for us. And we so appreciate her. Peggy Tanos, who is in The Real Housewives of Orange County. Her testimony is also heart-wrenching, and she's spoken about the film on the news, KTLA. And then there's Artie Sakara, who's a wonderful celebrity chef and just darling. And her story is so touching as well. And so we're very grateful to all of these women who have given their time. And then all of the moms who are just moms. They're amazing. And we're so thankful to everyone who gave their time for our documentary. That's awesome. So what I will do is make sure all of the links and all of the places that people can connect to the documentary and can connect to you are in our show notes. And people will have all the access to those resources as well. So thank you again for coming on and for sharing your story. And I'm so glad that you're doing okay. And that you've turned your pain into this passion that's now helping so many other people. Thank you, doctor. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so much. So please, you guys, do go check out this documentary. She said it's in over 70 countries in five languages. So it's been dubbed to meet the needs of people in five different languages, which is amazing. And as we heard, you can find it on Netflix. If you already belong to Netflix, you can watch it right now. You can also watch it from iTunes and Hosting a screening can be a really powerful forum to bring people together, bring providers together, bring moms together, bring families together in your community to have a discussion and be able to ask questions and learn a little bit more about the realities of perinatal mood disorders. So I'm really hopeful that you guys can take them up on the offer and see about bringing it to your neighborhood and into your community. If you guys haven't had a chance yet to join us on the Mom and Mind Connection Facebook group, please come on over where we go into some deeper discussions about the things we discuss on the podcast. And it's also a place to connect and find resources. And if you're a provider, tell us about the work that you're doing to help mothers and families. And if you're a podcast listener but not a specialist, it's a really good place to connect. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Please head on over to www.momandmind.com for your free download of 27 Top Tips for New Parents Mental Health. That is a free download to you all from some of our past guests on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. By joining us today, you are part of the growing community of people who are aware and concerned for mothers and families during this beautiful and sometimes very difficult time of life. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, help is available. You can feel better. Please look for resources for help at momandmind.com. Together, we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Mom and Mind community.
comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.